I'll leave. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. I got it. Is your hand? Uh, dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank you for this divine meeting. We appreciate you being active in our lives. We thank you for leading us and guiding us and opening the doors that only you can open. God, thank you for bringing us together uh, to this show. It's, it's no coincidence that we tuned in today that we are having this meeting. God, I just ask that you uh, send the Holy Spirit to fill this room, to fill the podcast, to uh, protect us from any outside noise or anything that is uh, trying to come in and allow this uh, podcast to go and the show to go the way that you intended to. So thank you, Father, for all the information, all the tools that you give us and allow this show and this uh, particular chapter uh, with Regina to be something that um, is a tool to be taken into our lives. So we thank you, Father, for your greatness and your glory and uh, all glory be to you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay, Regina. Thank you. How's it going? No, absolutely. Yeah, no, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. So, Regina Valdell. Right. So, author, now author, yes. right? Is yes, your, now author. This is my first book. This is your first book. Yes, it is. Okay, so uh, it's called, so Regina is an author. She is, uh, we're introducing her book, her debut book, first <laughs> one of many, many more to come. Yes which is uh, Dear God, and it's Unscripted Letters to God and by Regina Waldell. And I, and I so, so your dad, Mr. Waldell, came up to me and was like, hey, did you know my daughter wrote a book at school, right? And I was just like, man, no, I, I didn't. And uh, he was like, yeah, he's like, here, look, check it out. And so he showed it to me, and I started reading through it, <clears throat> and it's just crazy how it works because it's – the the concept that I received from it whenever I just opened it to a first page something told me that and, and I'm gonna get it from you on why you did it but something from me that I seen from it was um just even operating off the back is is, is a it's a friend uh, it's a it's something that is getting which I used to struggle with journaling yeah. and I'm still kind of going through that now as we were talking before we came in here um I was kind of I've been in a, a, a somewhat of a funk with having that type of communion of journaling. Uh -huh. And lo and behold, this was presented. So if you don't mind just explaining what Unscripted Letters to God is. Okay. Thank you for this opportunity, mm -hmm. first of all, Sid. Absolutely. I'm excited to be on the show. Um, so I have been writing since I was a little girl. And then, of course, I found God. You know, I became a child of Christ, a follower of Christ. And I started just writing letters. But they were not truly letters. They were prayers. Mm -hmm. And I would always put, Dear God. And some years back, I ended up um, rereading some of my letters, some of my old journals, and just mm -hmm. seeing that God had manifested those things in my life. And it just was big to me because a lot of us don't think God really answers our prayers and seeing that they were written and how God had answered them years later was like, this is real, like never doubting God. But of course now I truly know he answers prayers, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it was how I expected or how I wanted that prayer was answered. And so I have so many like friends and family that always say, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? Or they'll call and, can you pray with me? I don't know how to pray. And so I was like, 
in my head like it can't really be that hard but people really don't know that you can truly talk to god how we're having this simple conversation right yeah, um they think that you have to follow a script yeah jesus did give us a what do you call it like a the like prayer a, kind of like a guideline yeah a guideline of or, how we they, should pray the disciples asked him yeah, yeah and so I guess that's what's in their mind that we have to pray a certain way. Yeah. That's a great prayer. And I pray that every morning that particular prayer, but then I go in with what I really need to talk to God about. And so I just decided to put my own personal prayers in a book form to show others that you don't need that script. You can talk to God mm. and he already knows what's in our hearts. He already knows what we're going through every day before we even go through it. So Sometimes you can be quiet, but sometimes you say what you need to say. God hears it. And I just wanted to help others know that. So yeah. That's what this book is about. Yeah. Unscripted letters to God. That's pretty cool because like you yeah. say, it's a script that he gave us, but yeah. it's an unscripted letter yeah. to God. I, I like how you say, dear God, because you're absolutely right. We were actually just talking about that the other day was there is no... Uh, so my wife comes from a Catholic background okay. and she asked me the other day, she was like, cause one of her friends had a question about uh, prayer. Like, okay. how do I pray? Do I pray out loud? Do I pray in silence? Like, how does it work? Right. And um, so I texted my boy and I talked to him. I was like, Hey man, I just got a funny question for you, whatever. Right. And just to see what his opinions and thoughts were on it. And, and there is no way to pray. There is no particular way, just like exactly how you just said it. It was perfectly said that there's just you just a straight conversation with them. But he already knows what you're thinking. And you could say it silently and he'll hear you knows what's on your heart. Okay. You can say it out loud. It's kind of whatever it's your relationship yep. on whatever works with you on how you communicate with yep. your God. And that's what I was telling my wife was that me personally, I like to speak it out loud. I mm -hmm. feel like I like to speak. I like to get it out of my head. I feel like when I release it out of my mouth and the power in the tongue that it goes into work and into action. Right. Although there are some things that God just knows your heart that maybe you're not, you know, revealing to him and, mm -hmm. and he answers those too. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's beautiful though, that you're, I love your book. And like you said in your, um, because you said some things that you were journaling, you seen how they did or didn't come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is beautiful because it says that it's either a yes, no, or in due time, my child. Yeah. Like sometimes it's a yes immediately. Sometimes it's a no yeah. because he's protecting you and we mm -hmm. don't see it. Right. Like a child will cry about it like, yeah. but I, I know what I want, God. <laughs> yeah. you, like, who are you? Yeah. You know. And then sometimes it's, a, it's not a no. It's a no now, but in time. Yeah. But I need you to learn whatever it is during this right. season. Right. So I think it was beautiful. So I started it myself and I started to realize before I get into it, I wanted to start with this introdu introduction, if you don't mind, okay. uh, from the book. Sure. So on the introduction, it says, do you ever talk to God? Do you find it hard to pray? Is it hard to get the words out? We're all probably all alike, <clears throat> but in different ways. How Sway, which I love. How Sway. Yeah, I love Kanye. How Sway, you ask. Uh, I'm sure you get <laughs> tongue-tied when you communicate or go blank when speaking because you lost your train of thought. And I'm just going to leave it at there. Y'all go get the book. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. But just that little bit was it's so true because sometimes it is hard to get the words out. And, and sometimes when you do go to pray, you start to pray. And then it's like things just I feel like sometimes the enemy tries to come in and, and, and throw you off because he knows how powerful prayer is. He knows the communication yeah. through that. Right. He knows how important 
it is to have a communication direct line with your father. Mm-hmm. And if he can do anything to stop that, it's amazing. And, and I love that we are all alike in that sense. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people can relate that. And you're being that one kid in the classroom that raises their hand and is like, hey, can I yeah. ask a question? And everybody <laughs> else after class is like, I'm glad you asked that question because exactly. I had that same issue. So I received that from that this book that you've, you've written. And, and it's just... The feeling I get when I was writing and the feeling I got when I read yours is the genuineness in it and the trueness in it. Thank and you. one thing I like on the background is that you, you say they don't have to be fancy or grammatically correct. And some things can be a little off, but it's you're doing that communication with yeah. them. And, and I thought it was cool. So what got you to want to I know you said you like writing and, and you've had a thing for it. Is yeah. writing. Did you what planted this thought in your head for this particular book? Oh, man. So. I have a book that's like my baby that mm-hmm. I, it's probably been 10 years in the making and I just had writer's block. Okay. Um, it's, it's a book. I'm not going to even mention the name, okay. but I've been writing it and it's a memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to the things in the book, I couldn't get past my tears. Mm-hmm. And most people, they'll say like, Oh, that's the best time. You know, like when people write songs when in your pain, it's the best, but mm-hmm. I couldn't get past the pain to finish writing the book. And I had a mentor, um, rest her soul, cause she passed last year, but she just said, get a digital recorder and started recording yourself and let it transcribe to the, you know, the computer. Mm. And I just couldn't do it. I got the recorder and I started it, but I kept falling off. And I just really feel like God had already put it in my heart to get it done. So like you said, the enemy, we're going to call him Satan because we're going to call him who he is. Mm-hmm. So Satan would always put in my mind, who are you? Does Don't nobody want to read anything that you got going on. They don't care about you. They don't know you. So, of course, that distracted me. I would always be like, he's telling the truth. They don't know me. They don't care. And during the pandemic, I was writing my journals. Mm-hmm. And I just, something just popped in my head and I, well, God, I'm not going to even say popped in my head. God put it in me to start writing it as a book. Mm-hmm. And I called my mentor and I was like, hey, what do you think about this? If I, if I can commit to this, I can definitely commit to finishing a book that I, that has been taking me so long to complete. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's a great idea. And so I called my best friend and I told her about my idea. And she was like, friend, you can do it. <laughs> we call each other friend. So I just was like I'm gonna get it done and I've always wanted to write a book so this Mm -hmm. was like perfect because it I feel like it could be 30 prayers initially I'm like oh it could be 30 prayers immediately the idea was to leave some um, lines on a page for somebody else to be able to do it as well and I'm like oh I can do that and I started a new job and Again, Satan, how he'll put into your mind, like all these different thoughts. And when it's something from God, there's no confusion about it. And Satan will bring in the confusion. So I kind of put it on a back burner. I mean, 30 pages is nothing to me because I love to write. And I started a new job. And one of the ladies that interviewed me, she likes to write. So she asked me, do you blog? And I started telling her I like to write. I'm writing a book. And she's like, well, can I ask you a question? What's holding you back? Satan and then um, publishing not knowing where to start and she Mm -hmm. said well do you know Amazon will um, publish for free and she started going into all these details about Amazon and being able to do the book and I was so excited I called my best friend and I told her again (laughs) and then she motivated me what do you need to do what do you need to get started 
just kind of helping plant that seed. And so yeah. I finished the 30 pages. I okay. finished the 30 pages and mm -hmm. then um, I ran into a little hiccup mm -hmm. because Amazon wanted more. And so put it off. I was finished in 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. And they wanted more to publish it. And that wasn't, I feel like that was another distraction from God because, I mean, from Satan, not God. Mm -hmm. God does call distraction though. Mm -hmm. He can. <laughs> um, but I feel like that was another distraction from Satan. So I put it off. Yeah. Kept putting it off, kept putting it off. Mind you, the book was finished. And then my best friend, April, asked, well, what do you need to finish it? Because she just wouldn't let up. <laughs> And I'm thankful for her because if she wouldn't have let up, if she would have let up, then I probably wouldn't keep going. Mm -hmm. And I told her, well, they want 100 pages. They need this. They need some certain criteria. And then by her continuing to motivate me, I just went through with it, finished it. My daughter helped me do the cover, and then I published it. <laughs> the cover is cool. Like, it's intriguing. I, Thank you. Yeah, and, and I think what's also important is that you had a friend that stood in the gap for you during the times where you couldn't, and and yep. that's that's another thing that like my mom stood in the gap for me a lot through you know she put all this stuff in the room together she helped me yes. out my brother actually I have uh, some unlisted stuff on YouTube um, it's just for my eyes only right now <laughs> I might release it later on okay. but uh, where my brother and I my mom and I were in here and we. are none of the curtains were up none of the soundproof is up. we were just trying to just test it and talk you know and and if it weren't for those that, that were around me encouraging me and pushing me through right. whenever i was down it's just the the enemy will come and he will try to rip your seed out he will try Absolutely. to to rip this dream that god has put because i i really strongly do believe i mr Walden, i don't know sometimes <laughs> i'll be telling him like bro I, I looked at it i've been looking at it, bro it's a great book like Thank and you. he's just like it is i'm like bro it is like <laughs> Listen to me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm telling you, but it, it's such a good book because I feel like there's a lot of power to it. I, I feel this I feel this presence. It's God's presence. I feel this presence in the book whenever I was doing it the other day that it does feel comfortable. Like, I read yeah. what you, you're being vulnerable by putting some of what your journal's yes. entries have been. And that's what it sometimes take uh, takes is for us to be vulnerable yeah. so someone else can be like, dude, I'm, thank you. I'm glad you said yep. that because you helped me with my stuff, right? And that's what this is helping out with it. Um, actually, I did my own uh, the other day on your first one. And I said, thank you, Lord, for this book. Thank you for sending me a tool to use so that we can have communion together. It brings me comfort to know that you want to hear from me, that you want me as a friend, that you want a relationship with me. You are the God of creation and you care about me. And then I wrote just a separate one of, you know, I like what this book is doing. It is going, uh, it's giving me the encouragement to start journaling again and to journal my prayers. It's nice. It feels like I'm doing it with a friend, uh, that I'm not alone. Uh, and I'm able to read Regina's letters, which sparks a, a letter of mine to yeah. write. And, and I think that's so great. You give them, it's your letter on one side. And then on another side, it's a whole page for them to write their own right. journal. So uh, so not only are you getting a book, you're getting the journal <laughs> too. And you get to tell everybody likes to buy, get one, get one free, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, you are, and 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 it's so vulnerable. You also use scripture to relate to yes. in, in the journal and until the next letter, and it's 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 really powerful. Like I I feel like it's very powerful because of how the vulnerability it took, and yeah. obviously you could tell it took quite a bit to to get to this point. It's right. 
It's very unconventional, but that's how God works. <laughs> that was works. the purpose. Yeah. I wanted it to be unconventional because we have so many conventional things and people follow, then it turns to tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, as far as how do you pray, is no real way to answer that because mm-hmm. how you pray is how you pray, but in the Bible it says every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. So we're speaking prayers, but a lot of prayers in my heart. So those that are in my heart, I can put them on paper. Mm -hmm. And it was perfect for me because I can go back and read and see, oh, my God, God really answered this. Mm -hmm. Not only that, it molds whoever reads it into eventually not even needing this Mm -hmm. because now you know exactly how to talk to God. Mm -hmm. You can go on your own. People Mm -hmm. have prayer closets. I'll be in the car, (laughs) cut the music down and I'm just praying out loud, but it's not even necessarily a prayer. It's a conversation that I'm having with God at work, in my desk, you know, whatever it is in a grocery store, whatever it is, you can stop and pray. And this just teaches you that. So, yeah. And it does. Like if you don't, if you don't know how, um, if you don't know how to pray, I know that's the first thing that I did. Uh, whenever the Holy Spirit came and talked to me, I was high out my mind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was high as hell. And um, I talked about it on my first show. And uh, I remember just finished hitting the blunt and, and he just, this voice came into my ear and was just, you know, he, he got into me. He got yeah. into my head and was telling me these things like, I have something for you. You need to drop all this stuff, right? And I went for the first time in 10 years or so, and I laid down in bed, and I literally started off with, God, I don't know how to do this. It's been so long, yep. but I'm just going to talk to you, yeah. right? Um, but some people, they they want to know how to pray. They want to know how do you, and, and, and that's just so important, though. And a relationship with God is like prayer is so powerful. I mean, it's, and a lot of people, you they'll say, hey, man, pray for me, pray for me, you know, but it's like. They don't, some people don't understand because some people read it like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pray for you, brother. And then yeah. they, they don't go pray. They never get the prayer. And it's like, dude, prayer is truly powerful because yeah. when we talk to our father like a child talking to his dad, he's going to do it. Like yeah. he, it goes into action immediately. We come in agreement and he Absolutely. goes he goes to work on it. And um, this this is a good way to get people it's such a good tool. To, like you said, eventually they may not need it, but to get off the ground to get yeah. that plane off the ground man this is Absolutely. a beautiful beautiful tool uh again it's dear god unscripted letters to god and um so what brought you to christ were you always uh grow did you grow oh, up in man. a church i was just telling somebody this story um so i grew up in church my mom's dad is a minister her stepdad is a minister mr waddell's mother is a minister she's an evangelist and so i don't i didn't have a choice but to know god but knowing God doesn't mean that you know God, right? Um, I was 12 okay. <laughs> when I came to Christ. It was nothing because most people feel like, well, in the Bible, you know, most people who come to Christ, it's God showed them themselves. And it could be possible for me, but at 12, what are you doing wrong? You know, you're not doing anything where you have to repent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a simple story, and it's kind of funny. It's always funny to me. I used to suck my thumb. Okay. <laughs> and we always went to church, and I was that one kid that didn't go to sleep. Like okay. all my siblings and cousins, everybody would fall asleep, but I'm front row and center and I'm listening to what the minister is saying. And it was really like in my heart. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that oh, we, we have to go to church and we have to do this because everybody used to be mad about going, but I was excited. And so I remember learning about faith. 
And <laughs> I sucked my thumb. I hated sucking my thumb, but it was such a habit that I couldn't break it. Mm-hmm. And we went to the dentist and um, they said that I would need braces and mm-hmm. I did not want them. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, the dentist said, if you stop sucking your thumb today, you don't need the braces. Your teeth will correct. I've never had braces, and everybody always asks me, have you ever had braces? No. <laughs> well, this is why. I yeah. got in the car, and I said, dear God, at 12, if you help me stop sucking my thumb half of the way, I promise I'll do the rest. I've never sucked my thumb since that day. Let's go. At 12, I had faith in God mm-hmm. for something that simple. Yeah. And, I mean, my mom, my uncles, my dad, so many people tried to get me to break that. Putting hot sauce, dipping it in dog poop, wearing socks, <laughs> gloves. I mean, everything. Yeah. I, it would not go away. And that oh. that's something that's, like, super simple. People like sucking your thumb. But, yes, I was able to use my faith in God at 12 for that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't sucked my thumb since, so I know he's real. Yeah. Um, but, of course, over life, I mean, over time, you get older and... I wanted to know, do I really know God for myself or do I know God because he was taught to me? And I went, I did a study on my own, um, just God, do I really know you? And what that came from is my sister, she would always say, well, yeah, mom taught us this or grandpa taught us that about God. And I asked her, I say, well, it doesn't matter what they taught us. Do you know it for yourself? And then God asked me. Do you know me for yourself? Because I'm trying to preach to her, right? Mm -hmm. And God was just like, hold on. Do you know that you know me for yourself? And in that, I did. I just went deep into my Bible studying to know, do I know God for myself personally? Because that's what really matters. And you talked about that Mm -hmm. when we got here. Like, Mm -hmm. do we know him? You know, and Mm so um, I did a study and everywhere I went. And it's, it's it's a prayer in here called, does God speak? Everywhere I went, God was speaking, whether it was on the church banner outside that, what is that called? When the, you uh, drive back past the church and it has like a... I know what you're talking about. It's, that, it's out there. It's, it's like the signs, like if it says yeah. McDonald's, but they have their yes. own little sign out there. And it there would have it. a saying. And yeah. then one day I rode past one and it says knowing. That's it. It just said knowing. Hmm. And then um, a billboard. Do you know Jesus for yourself? Like, this is days, right? Mm. And then I went to church. <laughs> That's crazy. And I go to church, and the pastor's lesson was knowing. <laughs> okay, God, you are truly speaking to me. Yeah. This is confirmation mm-hmm. because, yes, I do know you. Yeah. And the way to keep knowing you and to keep fellowshipping and to keep relationship is through prayer. So I have, I think, in 2014 been writing journals um because 2014 is when i went on when i studied to know if i truly know god and so i have journals from 2014 which will be 10 years next year yeah and so that's kind of what inspired it that's where i gained my faith in christ and it's the best thing ever yeah and you did this in 2014 and how old were you at that time oh i'm 42 now okay (laughs) so what is that 26 26 years old. Was I 26? I was yeah. about 26, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's fine. But I'm, I'm going to give you a thumbs up for your, for your, <laughs> your testimony. Oh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but no, that's, that's interesting. It's funny. Whenever you do, I, I always challenge people, like, if you don't think that God is real or you don't believe, ask him. And, and ask him, hey, man, make it known. Yeah. But when he makes it known to you, don't just say, well, because you, you, you'll hear it um, when someone goes through something and they're not believing in God, right? And they're like, God, if you're real, save my whatever or man. do this <laughs> yeah. or do that. Yeah. And it happens to you and he, he brings you through. He shows his hand in your life and then you turn from him. Uh-huh. And it's like, bro, God, I promise you this this man, this, I don't even say this man, this, 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 our creator is our father he he answers prayers like and i think that's also another great thing about your book is that you get to see what he has and what he hasn't answered and it's the whole is his language that he speaks (laughs) his language that he speaks is you know the ask knock seek or ask seek knock right uh and so if you're not asking these things from god or if you think that like for you to write a book has anybody in your family ever wrote a book? No. No. But <laughs> look at that you. I know of. Yeah, but look at you being the first one. Yeah. Now, I know Mr. Waldell wants to write a book, and, and it'll probably be a darn good Absolutely. one, too, just like how this one is. But the thing is that, is that, you know, don't ever think just because of where I come from or just because my family is this or was this or they are saying these things about me that you can never be or the enemy even, the devil, Satan, telling you in your head you won't ever put out yeah. a book or you can't do anything because it's yeah. never been done before. Nope. No, he's putting it in your heart for a purpose so and for a reason. Back. Yeah, well, the, well, God's putting this beautiful tool in your heart to, and you had to bring it to reality. Yeah. If you want to see if God's real, pick up the book and start writing in it, and this is him. Yep. This came from a seed, the show. This show is a seed that he planted in yep. me. It was like, hey, bro, I need you to do podcasts. And I'm like, you know how saturated <laughs> podcasting is? Oh, like, man. no, but I need you to. And the other day he planted something in my heart about uh, being a, a pot evangelist. He gave me that word, like mm-hmm. said, I want you to I see, like become a pot evangelist. Yeah. Like you have televangelism, you have evangelism. Well, do pot, ev- put, do pot evangelism. And so I went and I trademarked that word. So that, yeah, so yeah. no, I did already. So I own good. it. So you're on a, this is, you're part of pot evangelism. Anybody who comes on here. Yeah, thank you. And it, so it's a beautiful thing. It's funny how God starts lining things up. He He doesn't use, because I, I, so many people think that he uses powerful people or yeah. people of higher stature and higher money. It's like, no, dude, don't ever... Don't ever misconstrue or to sell yourself short on how much power and influence that you have through God's work, obviously. Right. But how many people you can affect? You you are important. We're yes. all we're all important. Yes. It's just tr- fighting the enemy on that because he's gonna fight you all day because he Absolutely. does realize mm-hmm. how important he every single one yeah. is. Well, because he knows we're all a child of God, yeah. and for those for people who aren't. Uh, who aren't saved or who haven't accepted Jesus Christ. That's why he's fighting you so hard on it because he knows you're a child of God and what power you possess. If you, once they open, when they do open their eyes of what miracles they'll be able to do in their own individual families. And, and that, that is so true. Like I just touching on the first thing you said, like, we have not because we ask not. Mm-hmm. God tells us that. Yeah, he does. If we not asking for it, it's not happening. And piggybacking off of what you said, people think that you have to be somebody at the top 
look who he used in the Bible. Yeah. When yeah. Jesus came to earth, he was a peasant. Mm -hmm. He was not Jesus. He was Jesus, but he wasn't the king that everybody expected because they're like, he's the Messiah. Why is he poor? Mm -hmm. Why is he this? Why is he that? But the lowliest of people he uses because those who are last will be first. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, and not only that, he used like Rahab. She was a prostitute. Mm -hmm. She's in the lineage of Jesus Christ because of the things that she did. She, her life and her family was saved. Paul was saw he was slaying Christians. Mm -hmm. He was killing Christians. Mm -hmm. And then he became one of the biggest prophets. Mm -hmm. We read his word and how he's going to help the Corinthians and he's going to Galatia and he's yeah. doing these things and he's spreading God's word. Somebody who was against anybody that spoke about God. Right. Yeah. So here is Satan telling me, who are you? Yeah. And nobody's going to read that. But then God said, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. We are created in his image. So we have a brain. I was listening to, oh, I don't want to say if it's, I think it was John Gray. Mm -hmm. Could have been Steve Harvey. John Gray is great, but yeah. it, it's either one or the other. But they were speaking about how we listen to the biggest enemy, which is our brain, right? And I was telling my sister this. When your brain and your heart is not on the one accord, you you playing tug of war in life. But once that's on one accord, and if God lives in your heart and you get that together, that that is rolling. It, it's like the and that's me. I once I got my mind and my heart on the same accord accord in following Christ, it's like everything has been going up. Yeah. And just the brain being your biggest enemy, it will allow Satan to tell you you're nobody. But God already deemed me fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. So why am I listening to what Satan is telling me? And here we are today because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Literally. <laughs> yeah, you are. And you're going to put out more books and, you. and you're going to help. You don't have many people you're going to help with this book. I Thank mean, you. it is it, honestly, it's a it's it's really good, man. I, I want, I'm gonna give it to my mom. I should buy one for my mom <laughs> so that you. she can have one at the crib and so she could read it too. And, and today I was thinking, uh, we went to my wife and I. When we went to church, we went to marriage class afterwards. And at marriage class, they were talking about uh, just basically. It was the way that we live in a world i think it said like statistics said that if you put a hundred people they laid it out like this if you put a hundred people in here right now who are at the age of 30 everybody's 30 years old 100 people in a room it said that only one percent right now know god and are living for god right yeah. now in a biblical standard way wow. to think about that one percent so that's one person only one oh person gosh. out of 99 out of 100 people are truly living for god right right now and and that's a i mean it talks about that in revelations about how certain things like that you know turmoil and all that stuff is going to mm -hmm. come on in the world in the last days right. right but that's still no excuse so i started thinking you know god isn't going to give you certain stuff like this and and give you influence or give you power more or less his power he's he's trying to trust you with something right now yes. and once you qualified you pass that if you're uh, you know if you're someone who's dealing with an addiction or something like that why would he try to use you as 
something to be able to create something like this. But if you're trying to live for him and you know who he is and you're looking it up and trying to say, do I really know God? And you're reading his word and you're trying to abide by what he does. He starts giving you these gifts. You say, your gifts start being revealed naturally. But if you have so much covering yourself, which I feel like a lot of people are, it's, it's kind of hard to see if people, when they want to know God, it's, it's, it's really, it is going to be challenging, but I think so many, they're getting uh, blinded by so much stuff that they do in their lives, like uh-huh. that, whether it's friends or addictions that they have, that is keeping them from seeing God's true power That's true. and God's true thing in their life. That's true. And, and they even, I'm struggling with that right I now. I struggle still too. Um, God yeah. is so big though. Um, but like how you said, why would he use somebody with addiction? Yeah. He still will. He because is. he's so big yeah. that that addiction that that person has is that person's testimony. Mm. So with that addiction, because they had it, and if he de- when God delivers them from it, they're helping so many people who had that same addiction or something similar. Yeah. But we, again, we sure. don't know our power. Like mm. if we knew that that's how God operates because the world or society has us believing that, oh, he ain't gonna use him. He on drugs. Oh, mm-hmm. he drink. He's a drunk. <laughs> Noah was a who drunk. was Noah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so many stories in the Bible that we can reference to because they were just like us, right? Yeah. Um, like how um, the Israelites were in Egypt and they were being delivered and they were sinning against God. They were complaining daily, not seeing what God was really doing with them. So a 10-day journey turned into how many years? 40, 40. years, right? And yeah. they were literally right around the corner. Yeah. But the, so, <laughs> no, seriously, so yeah. that's us now. We live in the wilderness. It's not in Egypt. You know, yeah. th- we people think we got to be in Egypt to be in the wilderness. Our lives, we daily, we're in the wilderness be- and because we cause it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like self-infliction. When God has something for us, Satan, of course, he blinds us, and here we are living in the wilderness, and our blessing is right next door. Yeah. But because we can't get out of our own wilderness, we can't see the blessing. And that was me. Like, I had so many distractions, relationships that shouldn't have been relationships. I had an addiction. I used to smoke weed, mm-hmm. right? And who doesn't sin? Because mm-hmm. sin, we're going to die in sin, but that's why Jesus came. He came because God knew that we couldn't overcome our own sin so even though we sin it's not to say keep sinning but even though we sin he already paid the price for those sins and it starts with a prayer to be delivered from your sin not to say that you won't ever sin again because our flesh sins Mm -hmm. like we have thoughts that we don't even know that we think that we ain't asking for forgiveness of and so in my unconventional prayers People that know me, when they read it, they're going to read it in my voice. So they're going to, when they read it in my voice, they probably going to laugh because Uh. they know my personality, right? (laughs) But people who don't know me, when they read that, they're like, why is she talking to God like that? Because you can talk to God like that. The point is talk to God, right? That's the whole point. Talk to him. And you open up so much when you... He has a scripture that said, I don't know the scripture. I know it, but not like right now. Um, that says, whosoever shall call on the name thy God shall be saved. Mm-hmm. So if you're calling on him, you're already trusting or believing that he's real. Because who else is going to call on God if they don't believe? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, 
That's pretty powerful there, Regina. Thank you. I like that. Yeah, no, that's it's it's true. Yeah, he does use anybody and everybody. That's it helped me out with what I went through. I used to be addicted to uh, drugs a lot, yeah. and and it caught me and what I used to do, and uh, also being wrong towards women, and not in the sense that I was ever. I was never wrong towards women. I, I love women. It was just that having multiple partners, yeah. like just one to the next, to the next, to the next, that sexual immorality. Yeah. And that hit, that one hit me like a freight train of like, when I got into Romans, I think it was, or one of the, what was one, some Paul was writing, I think. And boy, I was like, I was reading everything. I was like, yep, that one's me. That, that Holy Spirit convicting hard right yeah. now. <laughs> so That's funny because I'm in Romans right now, for, but I've read it so many yeah. times. So that's hilarious. So I took a vow of celibacy at that time. I did. It hit yeah. me that hard where I was like, I'm going to take this vow of celibacy. <laughs> that conviction be real. It, it's real because if you're really, really trying to live for God, and I was asking for this wife, and he's just like, oh, how are you going to get this wife whenever you just keep having meaningless, yes. meaningless sex with yep. people? But the whole point of what I'm trying to make is is that I can now talk to younger guys or older men, just men in general, yep. and let them know, like, hey, this whole cheating, this whole lusting on yep. social media, all these things, like, it's so funny how when God, I, I, someone said that God creates, the devil can't create anything, the devil only destroys. Yeah. So God has created social media and with social media like this, God's created podcasts. So you have a podcast where you can massively get out. God has created television where now you have televangelists yeah. that can talk to people. But and you have other things on television where the devil comes and tries to destroy yeah. music. It's made for oh, worship, man. right? It's made for worship. It's meant to be for the Lord. Yep. And then you have artists who come in and we know the artists. They, they have turned it around to worship Satan. They destroy they it. They not do worship God. Exactly. Because you know? yeah. Satan understands. He was a musician, right? Lucifer was a musician. So he understands the power yeah. of influence on the music. So He uses the industry now yeah, because of that. Absolutely he does. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to start this whole kind of genre of pot evangelism so that people who are of trying to reach people through the word of God and right. through Jesus – that there now is a genre for you. Yeah. Like you are, a, you're an evangelist, you're a pot evangelist. And this is, everybody's That's doing awesome. podcasts now, right? right? And there's podcasts about, I mean, we know Theo Vaughn's podcast, we know Joe yeah. Rogan's podcast, we know all these big name podcasts, yeah. but what do they talk about on there? They're doing nothing but putting more lies into people and yeah. keeping them further from where their true destiny is. Right. And, that's why through the help with a lot of these things, like even books, there's a bunch yeah. of books out there that are just wrong. It's crazy how God tries to create and then the devil is trying to destroy. And and I try to tell people, bro, the devil knows his, he knows the Bible better than any of us do. He knows his, Jesus. It says that demons tremble at the name of Jesus. He knows exactly who Jesus is. Yeah. He knows. And that's what I tried to tell my wife. I told her today, I was like, it's not God. God is all powerful. He's all He's God. Yeah. He's our Father. But it, it, there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. When you say that name, literally things vanish, things go to work, yep. healing comes, everything about yep. it is tied to that name of Jesus Christ. So when I hear some music artists come up and say, thank God, well, what God are you talking about? Because yeah. Hindus have millions of gods. Muslims believe in God. They believe yeah. in their and, and God, yeah, right. they believe in God. So what God are we talking? Are we talking about? Let's talk about Jesus Christ yeah. real quick. Do we believe? I had this. Uh, mu uh, he's Muslim. I had him come sit down in my chair at the shop the other day, 
And me and him are sitting there having a whole conversation about his religion, my religion, this and that. And I told him, I don't have a religion. I have yeah. a relationship like, but with Jesus Christ. Right. And I was like, well, he was like, well, and this is what threw me for a loop. He said that they believe in Jesus Christ. They do. Jews do and Muslims do. Jehovah and he was Witnesses like, do too. yeah. And he was like, you know what we believe? He's like, we believe Jesus Christ was a great prophet, if not the greatest prophet. He said, but... The guy who was on the cross that was crucified, we believe that God replaced him with someone else and that that the prophet was not that's not who okay. whatever. And I'm like, well, what kind of <laughs> I never heard that. But yeah, I that's see it. that's what he had said. So maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm not wrong. But that's what he had mentioned. I know I've read something like that, too, on uh, just through, you know, through searching yeah. of what's the difference between these these religions. And yeah. the biggest difference is jesus christ yeah. right and and he said jesus says i'm the way the truth and the life and no one no. comes to the father but, but through okay. me but that's what is beautiful about jesus is that it's a humbling thing uh-huh. you have to humble yourself and that's why the jews won't do it because they're tied into the whole money and the materialism thing and whatever it is that 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 culture likes to do but are they really jews but i don't, I don't know because you know in the word of god it's false jews just like his false prophets mm-hmm. and just being born into being a Jew. Mm-hmm. But are you like, that's, that's something that I want to study more because mm-hmm. I was reading somewhere that a lot of people will say they're Jewish and they're really not. Mm. And remember Jews are God's people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just reading, I don't even know what book it was about how, even though they did Jesus the way they did him, they're his chosen people. Yeah. And we were adopted into Christianity because God was upset with them. Like, I'll show you. I'll give me a new people. Yes. Thank God for Jesus and thank God for me being adopted because without that, then I wouldn't have a way to heaven. Yeah. But that is the difference between religions is that they believe in Jesus, but they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is God in mm-hmm. flesh. Yes. In John, it tells you. God put himself in flesh and he came to earth. And that's people don't know that Trinity, Mm-mm. that he is all three. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's hard for people to understand, but it's in me. It's like, I know that I know that I know without a shadow of a doubt that that's who he is. Right. And, and I believe it wholeheartedly. Right. But a lot of people don't. Like, I Muslims know that don't. Jehovah Witnesses, mm-hmm. they believe that they're two. Like, he is the son and he is the father. And that's separate, but they're all together. And I don't go back and forth with people because, like you said, I'm not. I was just telling my best friend, like, I don't have religion. I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a Christian Mm -hmm. and I follow Christ. But that was a good thing that you said. I have a relationship. I'm in relationship. That was great because that's the truth. Right. It's a relationship over religion. Yeah. And and to help uh, those that are are listening and you're wondering, like, I struggle with understanding because Muslims don't believe in the Trinity also. That's another thing that they don't believe in is the trinity they think that god is just god and that jesus was the prophet mm-hmm. there's no Separate, connection no and the holy yeah. spirit isn't there by the way the holy spirit is so important Can't leave him out. Can't <laughs> he's leave so him out. important Can't so leave him out. let me try to explain uh to the audience maybe you could follow with me on how to the father this god the father god the son god the holy or and then the holy spirit okay think about uh the lakers Let's just use the Lakers, for example. Okay, you have the Lakers as an organization. It's one whole. You uh-huh. just you think of the Lakers, that's just the Lakers. But then you have the players, the coach, and the owner. 
but it's the Lakers. Right. It's known as one whole team. Right. But you don't say that the Lakers scored 50 points tonight or the Lakers. Well, you could. Yeah. But but how do you say that they had, you know, they scored 100 points, but one of the Lakers scored 50. No, you yeah. have to identify it. So it's like, okay, so Kobe scored this many points. These are the players. And coach uh, such and such came out right. there and said everything. So it's a whole organization. It's all one. Yeah. So God was just God. And he was showing his ways back in the Old Testament, meaning before Jesus Christ. He was showing his um, His hand by and his wrath also through 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 family, through generations, through um, through weather, through yeah. disasters, whatever it right. is, that's how you could communicate, and that's how you knew God was talking. But when Jesus Christ came, he came, God came in the flesh with Jesus Christ, and he was man, but he was God. That's why he's perfect, yeah. because God is perfect. God's loving. God isn't hateful, and, and it's just understanding that the Holy Spirit came from Jesus Christ. That's why when he died on the cross for our sins, it says that, Jesus said, I will have to leave you, but yes. it's better for me to leave you than to stay with you. Yeah. And when he left, that's when we received the, the Holy, Holy Ghost, Spirit. the Holy yeah. Spirit. And whenever you do accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, some people will think like, well, when do I get the Holy Spirit? As soon as you accept him. Yeah, he's there. He's you accept his power. It's not a certain amount of time that you you take to, right. to get his power, to yeah. be able to pray with people, to pray for people. Like when you see a pastor, a major pastor, or a pastor at your church praying over and praying for people, you have that same exact power. It's just realizing it, like in the wilderness. Yeah. Like you're in the wilderness, maybe as a newborn Christian, thinking, I want to do that, what yeah. they do. Well, you can. You can. You absolutely can. Don't don't think it takes a certain amount of time. Now, there's certain things, I guess, of learning, right? Yeah, learning, studying. Studying yeah. and whatnot, which is valid, but... Man, sometimes beginner's luck is really good. So, <laughs> no, for real. It, it's, it's good to just go ahead and, yeah. and, and truly as a child, which is you should stay that way because I've known people who stay. I've met them. They, they, they've had years and years and years of being with Christ and God, and they feel like they've done it all and done it enough. And it's like, no, he says for us to remain childlike. Yeah. To always believe in this power and always be doing more for being a selfless, a serving yeah. life you know, for others. So hopefully that helps you if you're, I know what for guys that can relate to that. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out for women on how to relate a three piece. So everybody, <laughs> everybody eats uh, an egg, right? Or if you know how an egg works. So the egg of the, this is how my shell. parents explained it. The shell is God. The yolk is, yes. you know, the Holy spirit. And then the thing coding it is, uh, is Jesus, right? Yeah. So it's, there's three things. It's all one. It's all an egg. Yeah. It's all, that's how you can explain it, you know? So, <laughs> Yep, that's a good way. The egg it's, is a good way. Yeah. I like that analogy. So, so it's, and that was a frustrating thing at first for me because I, I wanted to understand it, but I, I couldn't. Right. But also by reading the word and through having prayer and asking, can you reveal these things to me? One thing I do before yeah. I read is, before I read the Bible is that I, I pray before. Knowledge I'll pray with my wife. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, God, please reveal to me what needs to be revealed. Yep. Don't, you know, whatever it is that doesn't need, you don't need to, uh, that I don't need to see right now, go ahead and don't let me get stuck on it trying to understand this right. one line or passage. I'll come back to it. Yeah. Let me just keep reading and reveal what I need. Speak to me. Talk to me spirit to spirit. I don't want my flesh right now. Yeah. I don't want my flesh. And and I would say, I would suggest that whenever you are writing this book, it, it is a part of the natural because you're going through this flesh-like battle yeah. in life. But speak through the spirit from right in your right. heart to the to the paper and 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 feel like the 
the words in this thing and 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 put it on paper it's before you know it god will take over mm-hmm. you know like yeah. you're already going into it dear god i don't even know what to put on this paper mm-hmm. and then your thoughts are flowing and god is reminding you well yesterday you lost your job even though i lost my job i'm trusting you wholeheartedly yes i don't know what's to come God fills your heart and your mind and then it just flows. And that's true. That's what happens for me. Like when I'm writing, I know what I want to write about. Like if I prayed already and then later on, I'm like, you know what? I didn't even pray about this. And then that's where my journaling comes in it because I pray, but you don't remember all the time to um, touch on everything that needs to be touched on when you're praying. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have a disciplined prayer life. And um, I remember saying, God, I want a disciplined prayer life. So I started setting my alarm at like 3 a.m. It would go off. I would get up. I would pray. Sometimes I would fall asleep in my prayer (laughs) and then wake up like, oh, God, forgive me. I forgot to finish the prayer. Mm -hmm. And then I would just continue to pray. Right. And then once I got disciplined, I didn't need the alarm. It's like God was like, and I have that in here. It's like, I know this is you tapping me on my shoulder, telling me it's our time. Yeah. And it went from being able to do it on the alarm to doing it on my own. And that's where this, that's why this is good because you're doing it and you're creating a habit of prayer. That mm-hmm. might sound bad, but it's not because you want to pray habitually. Yes. Like you want to cease without praying. Yeah. Like pray without ceasing. I said that backwards. You want to pray without ceasing because prayer is that connection. It is that it keeps that relationship with God. And without that, for me, I can't speak for everybody else, but without that, I can't operate at all. Right. And and I think it takes like for what it sounds like you're saying is that it sounds like God's on your mind all the time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is what he wants yeah right like yep. he, he wants you like he how is. you said when you were asking for him and you were going to find out like who is god like what do i know god yeah and you were you were asking him and then he started revealing to you and, and, and you started saying it's all around me like yeah. his signs his uh-huh. things are he was confirming it's everywhere yeah. it's constant confirmation yeah. there's no he's not never not talking to you especially if you're talking it to is. him it's just trying to see like and where yeah it's just catching it it's yeah. like oh could that be him no, yeah that actually that could him. be him yeah. especially if like I, i've done it sometimes where i'm like thinking about him or i'm thinking the thought of like what to do with the show and then a butterfly will fly by and i'm like okay cool that that's that's what i should be talking about that's crazy but like, you pulled up my... you pulled oh. up and it was 444 i don't know if you know that yeah <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know you saw it okay bet. you saw that right you did it no. okay probably check when you caught it. it was 444 and i was like confirmation like that's that's like <laughs> that's, that's when crazy. you said hey it's cool you're, you're like hey you know i know i'm early i was like hey don't even worry about yeah. it like this is confirmation <laughs> wow. right now you know what i mean so yeah. i thought that was and that's that that's pretty cool. what i call god speaks because people are like how do you even hear god's voice that's in here mm-hmm. i hear him because i'm constantly in prayer or communication because i'm not always praying oh heavenly father I'm driving and it's just, oh God, I'm having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, like what you said about the butterfly, how God revealed to me that I know him and that he's real. He does it daily. He doesn't have to prove that, but it's daily. Cause when I wake up, I'm hearing birds chirp, the the wind is blowing the leaves. That's, that's all giving God praise. Amen. Like that's how the universe praises God because the wind blows, the clouds mm. flow, all of that. And it speaks of that. It says, even the flowers praise him. One day I have a, we shoot my best friend bought me a prayer plan. We got a, her, his name is grace. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? And mine's is Jesus. 
And so I'll get up in the morning and I water it and um, it, it rolls up. I guess that's why it's called a prayer plant because it's like this, but it, the leaves roll up. Hmm. And then they open. Hmm. And so one morning I was saying, good morning, Jesus. And I have a one-year-old granddaughter. And so she started talking and she says, good morning, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So smart that when we go outside, it's grass on the ground. She's like, good morning, Jesus. It was a whole lesson in that because I'm like, no, baby, that's not Jesus. And then I was like, that is Jesus. She started telling the tree Good morning, G. And that was a lesson for me. This everything is God. Yeah. And if a little baby can make me see that, like why can't other people right. notice it? Right. It, it was amazing. Like it was just right. like this baby is not even one yet and she's good morning, Jesus, to the, the grass and the trees and the flowers. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, I had this little kid, uh so at the end at Lakewood, Joel Osteen does his, you know, his invitation, mm-hmm. his altar call. And he said, before he does it, he he asks, um, you know, if you were to die within the next few minutes, mm-hmm. do you know if you have, do you know where you'll spend the rest of eternity I heard at? Him say it. And then behind me, I hear this little kid say yes. And then I was like, <laughs> but I didn't turn around. I was like, that's I was like, this is breaking my heart right now, bro. I want to give this kid a hug. And then yes. he says, do you know if you'll uh, where you'll spend the rest of eternity at? Do you know it? And he asked another question. And the little kid said yes. yes. And I was like, wow, like how beautiful is that? That this little, this yeah. little, this kid, you got grown people. And I understand because by then you've already gone through life yes. and life's beat you down. And, yeah. and it's hard to believe that someone could speak over you and speak goodness uh-huh. into uh-huh. you, your royalty and your all these things. Right. Because you're, you know, you're now in, 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 in at years, years into your, your life. Right. But this little boy and, and like, you know, the her, baby. the baby yeah. is just like, man, that's. They're so cute. It, it's it's adorable for them to have that, you know. Yeah, it's, and they have the innocence. So God mm-hmm. speaks about kids. And my son did the same thing. He was like seven, my middle son. We would go to church every Sunday, Bible study, Bible class, kids. And so that's how I was raised. We yeah. were church five days a week, and it's seven days in a week, right? And so my son, he asked me one day, why do we always go to Why do we always go to church, Mommy? Why do we always have to go to church? <laughs> At this time, he's five. Yeah. And then I said, well, at church is where we learn about Jesus and God, and this is how we get into heaven because we get saved. Yeah. I'm giving him the whole spiel. Right. And he told me, like, you don't think kids pay attention. This boy said at five, that means my granny's going to hell. (laughs) My mama started going to church (laughs) after I told her that story, (laughs) right? How do you even get that? How did you get that from what I was saying, right? Hmm. Versus, yay, we're going to learn about Jesus. That means my granny going to hell. Baby, you five. And then when he turned seven, we were at church and we were doing some worshiping songs. And then the song was, yes can't think of who sings it but it's like yes and it's saying say yes to jesus and he tugs me he goes i say yes mommy with the smallest little voice i'm crying i'm like yes what baby (laughs) he's like yes to jesus and i was like do you know who jesus is and he told me yes and he told me who he was at seven and i'm just like i'm amazed but i'm not because i know god for myself and i knew that I was planting a seed. Right? Yeah. And God was doing the water. And so that's amazing yeah. for babies to show us as adults. Absolutely. Who God is. Absolutely. And Jesus tells you, he says that he brings a child in front of him, in front of everybody, he brings a child. And he says, if any of you to were to basically deceive or to hurt my child, it better be that you, it would be better for you to be in the middle of the ocean and have a millstone yep. hung by your neck and sunk to the bottom yep. of the ocean. Right. And, and it's crazy to think about that, to be on a boat 
you you're got a <laughs> millstone hung around like rope to your neck yeah. and he he's saying it better it'd be better that you were dropped to the bottom of the ocean yeah. like that you know you're gonna drown yeah versus to hurt one of his kids children. his children yeah. and i and i i don't even see that i see that as like as as little babies as kids uh-huh. but i also see it as like an infant person who's an in adult christ. who in christ yeah. like don't go rip that out from them yeah. and don't go do certain things so it's just so technological on how the bible is so timeless yeah. you know what i mean and you said something about the flowers and the everything the other day i had got this major sickness i, I even did it's so funny because i was trying to do these messages uh on my own uh-huh. you know because i i was couldn't bring people on or our timing was off yeah. or whatever like hey i can't make it today and so my wife was like well because i had been telling her i kind of want to give some messages this and that she's like well i think you should well uh, when I wanted to, I started yeah, getting sick, sick like, like crazy sick, yeah. right? I, I missed school. Uh, I, I had, I was hot all over. It was crazy. It wasn't COVID. I took a test and all these things. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it was, but as I'm, as I'm in the shower, I'm under a hot shower. It's steaming. Um, I have vapor, this vapor little thing that mm-hmm. uh, is allowing me to breathe a little bit yeah. in the shower. Still couldn't breathe, but I was trying to breathe as much as I could. Yeah. I did take medicine and I'm just sitting there thinking like, God bless that I'm able to be in this home. I'm able to be in this shower. I'm able, I have a wife who's taking care of me, who's helping, who's yeah. willing to help me. Yeah. I have a body. I'm standing on my two feet right now. Right. I'm able to breathe. I can see. I have both my arms. I have, and, and then it just makes you start thinking like even this world of how yep. beautiful things is, like how how it always like in the word it says that you know we will always have our cup full everything is if we just have to realize it we have Mm -hmm. to see it we have to be grateful for what we have like it's just it's beautiful that sometimes it takes it how the little ones can help you remind or how um even ourselves we can see it ourselves of like because we get so stressed and we're like man i want this to be you know a million copies and more in new york bestseller i (laughs) I want this show to be out there to the millions and the masses and we want that but it's like I had somebody call me one day and ask to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So we got on the phone. My mom and my brother were in there as the first person who ever did it. And we got him to, and it was one soul. And that's, and I was like, Cedric, think about it, bro. That happened pretty much mission accomplished. Like that happened. People message me and say certain things like said, this and that the show or someone said this and i really appreciate what's their this, what's their where can i find them where can i get a hold of them you right. know i want to see more about their content this and that and and it's just it's just amazing how we, he always says you'll be you'll have exactly what you need it's just learning to use Absolutely. your resources Absolutely. learning to appreciate these things and once yeah. you appreciate them he'll give you more but until then why am i going to help you out even more if you're not even valuing what like, I have in your yes, life. Exactly. If you got one listener, yeah, that's more then than it's enough. great. And you got to remember about Jesus in the 99. <clears throat> yes. And he left his sheep or he left his flock to go save that, that one. one. And so that one is more than the 99 because he already got the 99. Yeah. These are all his. Yes. He needs to get that one. So for you to have that one is bigger than a million followers. Yeah. But we have to see that and understand it. Like, mm-hmm. I never went in with the tension of this being a top seller. Like, that mm-hmm. ain't even, God, whatever your will is, whoever it touches. Mm-hmm. And I have that in a prayer. Like, I have an ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is that it brings somebody who is in Christ closer 
who may have fallen off or mm. someone who never been saved can find Christ, you know. Mm -hmm. And I put that in here in my last prayer because there is a goal, but whatever God's will is with it. Mm -hmm. So whether it sells five copies, a million copies, God, I just want your will to be done. So. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. And, I, and I'll give you your confirmation already. You can mark it off because, you know, it <laughs> is helping you. me. Thank it's you. helping me get closer. It's helping me. I, yeah. <laughs> I wrote it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Sometimes I listen to my old messages and I'm like, wow, Thanks, I said that. <laughs> you need to listen to that, said. Listen yeah. to your past self. You know what he was talking I about. Literally, yeah. um, so <laughs> these are not old. These were mm. written last year and this year. I've literally, even in the editing, I've went back over and over and over. And each time it's helped me. Something new yeah. has helped me. And this is something I wrote. Like, yeah. So I'm, I know that God has a purpose with it. And I just want to be obedient. And how long did it take you to write this? Or to come up with all of it, you think, in total? Um, I wrote 30 in 30 days, less than 30 days. I needed to have 100 or more pages. So probably within... From like maybe September to I was finished before July, June, mm -hmm. I probably wrote a good 15 more, mm -hmm. 20, 15, 20 more. And I was finished. And then July came up with the cover. Well, my, I told my daughter what I wanted. She created it. And then I was kind of going back and forth with Amazon because Amazon, they do the editing on the other side. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if it's something you need to fix. So we kind of did that for two weeks. And then after that second week, they published it, so it, it, you can do it less than a year. Yeah, well, it, when did the thought come to mind again on this, um, this uh, to write the book? This was during the pandemic. Or? This was year 2021, mm -hmm. and I want to say it was May of 2021 um, because I remember it was just before my birthday, and my birthday's in June, so it was the month. June what? June 12th. June 12th? June 12th. And June 1st. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Good to meet you. Yes, you too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this was in May of 2021. I didn't start writing right away. I just, the concept of mm -hmm. it, like, and, and it wasn't even called unscripted letters. It was called impromptu prayers. That's why you have that there. So, exactly. So, because they are impromptu prayers. They're just off the dome. Like, they're just, at that moment, this is what it is, right? But what made me come up with unscripted letters is I started looking up synonyms, words that meant the same thing. And then I started doing research, even with like the other book that I'm writing, I research, is it a book out there like this? Is it a book that has this name? Researching it, didn't find it. I said, this is going to call be called Unscripted Letters to God because this is exactly what it is. Yeah. No script. You yeah. don't need a script. Talk to God. You didn't have a whole publishing team. You didn't have... God. You didn't have, yeah, which is all you need. <laughs> and my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, and Amazon. Yeah, and Amazon. And, and, and that's what just my point, you know, I'm trying to make. It takes time, you know. It takes a lot of, anytime you're trying to do the will of God and 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 follow his will, and, and I say his, but follow God's will and, and follow that, that feeling in your heart. Yeah. There are going to be, it takes time, for one, and time itself can be a killer. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, Oof. I expected it to be done in 30 oh, days. Like 30 days and I'm, right? And no. <laughs> like I thought but, it would be. But let me say this. We operate on time. God don't. Mm -hmm. yeah. You got you got to remember that that one day to God is like 2000 years to us, right? A thousand. A thousand years. A thousand years to us. So, yeah. we're the ones that are operating on time. And so, I wanted it done, but God knew what he was doing 
And even with that, I was excited even after it, we're in 2023. Like, I published it, so I don't yeah. care, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the confirming thing for me was that when I talked to my coworker, like, God had to lead me to that job just to talk to her mm. because she was like, well, what's holding you back? I would have never knew anything about Amazon publishing had I not talked to her. So immediately I was like, God confirmed it. Like you should, my excitement was like, God confirmed it. This is meant to be. Mind you that Satan is telling me that ain't for you. That's why you're not writing it. Mm -hmm. Like, but when Satan is writing you and he's attacking you and he's on your back about something, it's cause God for sure has that for you. So this is making you disobedient when you, when you listen to him. Right. And I was feeding into that. Don't nobody care about that. Ain't nobody praying. Don't nobody care about no prayers. Too much going on in the world, right? But when she said that, I was like, oh, my God. This is nothing but you confirming because that was the only thing. She said, what's holding you back? And that was the only thing. Well, have you ever heard the Amazon? And then she started going into all these details. I immediately looked it up. Yeah. It was amazing because I'm like, okay, that means you have to write it. That means God is telling you they do want to hear you. Yeah, they do. And and uh it's funny how you say that because god put it on my heart like three months ago four months ago to to go to barber school and i'm thinking why do you want me to go to barber school bro <laughs> like i have i have plenty of other things and talents i guess i could go do something else out of all things why do you want me to go to yeah. barber school right and he was saying this is gonna be your ministry you're you're gonna have people coming in they get to look good. You already are trying to talk to people, open their eyes spiritually, uh, you know, help them out through the show, being vulnerable, whatever it is through the, the podcast show. That's, that's there. Now <clears throat> you're good. Uh, now I need you to get people to look good because what's the <laughs> first thing you, when you look good, you feel good. You want to go be around people. You yeah. want to go get a job. You want to go do these certain things and, and it's all going to mesh together. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. So the first two weeks in, I don't, I'm not receiving confirmation, you know, yeah. and I hadn't asked him for confirmation yet. So I asked him, well, you know, can God, is this where you want me? And, and I'm, and I'm like, is this where you need me? And then, you know, two weeks in, this guy comes up to me and starts asking me about God. And then in classroom, we're having conversation about, yeah. you know, Catholicism or this or whatever it is. And then little by little, I'm getting my, my moments with right. people talking about God. And I'm like, bet. And then it's just so funny because Mr. Waldell brings this to me and talks about it. And not only he's like, he's like, man, why'd you tell me how to podcast? I was like, bro, I told you the day I met you. Wow. Like I told him, I was he like, I, I know he wasn't. I saw, I, saw, I was like, bro, you know, you're always so into your nonsense. Like, I was like, Mr. Waldell, I was like, bro, I told you. He was like, no, you did. I was like, bro, I did. I was like, I said, I have a podcast. I'd love to bring you on the show because I would love to talk to you about kids in this generation yeah. and and work and work ethics and whatever it is bro like you know come on and he was like yeah I would. and i was like bro you even told me that you would love to come on the show Same. and so he's like but for real you have a podcast and i was like yeah man he's like man well you gotta bring my daughter on you oh gotta bring gosh. her on and i was like oh absolutely i will Thank like you. and so he showed me and i'm like man this this is gonna be a a good show for someone that they're gonna need it but it's just so funny because four months before that had you told me that I'd be in this position right now. No, like I wouldn't really, I, I would want to receive it. Yes. Right. But to just, to, just to think, like, I just think that you're speaking over my life, which I would appreciate, but right. no, I wouldn't believe that. Even, um, back in November of last year, when I started the show, I was going to start a show. 
I had thoughts and was praying that things like this would come right. about that you know, I bring people on that are going to be able to help the viewers, you know, help them in their lives. Right. And I know so many people that reach out to me for prayer, for things like that. And they're like struggling with how to pray yeah. or how to know how to pray. And I really believe that this book right mm-hmm. here, this Dear God and Scripted Letters to God is is going to help a lot of people. Thank you. That's yeah. why I said that it was the purpose of it was to be unconventional because we don't all talk grammatically correct. So when you mm-hmm. read it, you're not you're gonna find error. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna see I that's how I write is how I talk is how I write. Yeah. So you don't have to be proper. There's no formality or anything like that. This is just me and God. And how I speak, because I don't want to be fake with God, right? Because mm-hmm. you got people that'll pray the whole house down. Yes. But do they really mean praying that house down, right? Yeah. And and people feel like that. So like when you go to church, if you go to a big church, you you clearly go to one of the biggest churches, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and you some people are intimidated by the ministers. Like yeah. they pray so good. They're yeah. so um I can't even think of the word, but they can, it can roll off the top of their head. The scriptures, they know scripture. They know Genesis one and one, like Mm -hmm. people don't know that. Yeah. So they think that that's what they need. They need to be able to recite scripture where it's coming from. Who's teaching Oh, Paul or Peter. Mm -hmm. They don't even know those people in the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to pray or they don't know how, because they think that's what it takes. And that's not what it takes. Yeah. I've, I've been there before where I'm praying with someone or someone's praying with me and they'll start saying, like you say in such and such, such and such chapter, this and that verse this, that, and and it works. Like I I get what they're doing and it, and it, and it does work. I'm not knocking it, but yeah, it's, you are kind of, you can push people, you know, away because they're like, well, that's what I need to get up to. Man, I, that's my exactly, standard. That's, that's the intimidation. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And in, in here is what I love about it is like I'm talking to guy, right? Like he was speaking, to, like we were talking, we were having dialect. We had a whole conversation. I'm like, because I remember when your, your prophet Matthew told me, like I'm talking to God, like I went to Matthew and Matthew told me, mm-hmm. but I'm giving the scripture that Matthew told me, yeah. right? And, yeah. or I remember when Jesus, when your son Jesus taught me, you know, and it's teaching people. You still got to know the word. Yes. You still got to know where it's coming from. Yes. But you're not going to know that overnight. So mm. you can find it in God's word. How are you going to find it? You got to study. Yes. His word does say study to show yourself approved. And that's how I learned to go to scripture. One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8 and 28. My grandfather, my mom's stepdad, which he raised me. Mm. I knew all my grandfathers, but he's the one who really molded me and taught me Jesus. Um, he told me to go and read Romans eight twenty eight. He said, memorize it and put it on your heart. Never forget it. He said, whenever you're going through something, throw it back at God. Mm-hmm. Like God, you said all things work together for my good, for them who love God and are called according to his purpose. I know it, but it's because I'm able to go back and say, but God, you promised me it's going to work for me. Yes. Like, it, it looks ugly right now. I can't see whatever it is you're doing. Yes. But you promised me, mm-hmm. regardless, it's got to work out for my good, even in the ugliness, right? So that scripture is like, 
in so many of the prayers that I pray because I'm reminding God. And that's why it's important to know scripture because we get to throw that scripture back at God. Yes. Not in a facetious way, Mm -hmm. but God, listen, this is what you promised me. This is your word. Yes. I'm standing on your word. Yes. And so that's why it's important to pray and know the scripture, but you don't got to know it. Yes. People feel like that and they get intimidated. I've never been intimidated because I want to know God's word. So I study it. A lot of people don't want to know it like that. Yeah, no, and, and well, we should all know his word because he has a message for you. He has something for you at church or he has yeah. a word for you. He has things for you that he want. He has a gift for you more or less to see it as that. And right. it's like, well, go come receive my gift that I yeah. have for you. It's in my words, in my Bible. It's in, uh, you know, in the church. And, and, and that's you are supposed to that someone said that we are in a spiritual warfare. I think it was Tony Mm -hmm. Evans. We're in a spiritual warfare. And in order to fight a spiritual battle, you need a spiritual weapon. Oh yeah. That's in Galatians. Oh, Okay. So then you may have pulled that from Galatians. Galatians. So, so with our spiritual weapons, it's like, well, what's a spiritual weapon? It's the word of God, right? It's, you know, the sword. That's the whole, so go, Oh, this ain't even the Bible. Yeah. But in (laughs) the whole Bible. Yeah. So in the Bible, that's why it's important to, yes, you'll start, the more you read it, the more you'll you'll obviously like anything repetition you know it'll, it'll you'll start remembering the scriptures but like yours it helps you in your time of need you go grab onto those things oh man who was it that said it the other day was it paul uh, at, at church um it, it, regardless they said that we read the bible so that not when we need it right it's not that oh i'm going through this trouble or i'm sick or right. i'm this or i'm that let me go read and then not read when things are good no, we read it all the time. So when things do get bad, we're able to pull out of our mind the word of God yeah. and it place that into our mm-hmm. lives. So read it while things are good. Another thing I was told that in my relationship, my marriage, is that don't talk about don't uh, talk about what are we going to do when we argue when you're in an argument. Yeah. Like, well, because it's hard. Talk about it whenever things are good. When things are on good terms, like, hey, but let's let's game plan out if this were to happen you know right. how do you like to be how do you like to deal with certain things when right. you're upset how do i like to well, let's talk about that while we're on good terms because we're at a clear mind we're we're going through it right. instead of being upset and now trying to work through uh-huh. it and figure out a communication thing because right. no one's trying to communicate same thing when it comes to reading the word and going through your spiritual battle and i thought that was such a good tool of like okay so i do need to know how to speak to god and reminding god too like you said God, I know you've gotten me through this when you're going through a bad time. Yeah. Lord, remember when? Remember whenever? Like for me, remember when yeah. I was on drugs and you pulled me out? God, remember whenever my dad and I didn't have a good relationship? Father, remember whenever my grandma, they told her that she only had whatever, how many right. months to live, and she would only have 12 years to live, and it's been 20 or so now, or whatever it is. Remember, God, she's going through right now, or I'm going through right now. I know, God, that you will not forsake me that and you're just, that's what you do. Yeah. You're reminding him of your past, where you're at now, and you're praying for a successful future Absolutely. in faith with him. It's a it's a beautiful it thing because it takes a lot of pressure and it takes a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression and a lot of stuff that the, the enemy is going to try to bombard yeah. you with, but it it, it builds. It's a, cre- it's, it's a beautiful it's, thing when it builds. God's, um, so God's plan, right? Because he, he means for us. Uh, people all the time like I don't know why you believe in God why would he allow this why would he allow my dad <laughs> yeah. to die yes. why does my grandma have cancer right yeah. 
because yeah. everything he does is for him to get the glory from it. But people don't understand that, right? So like you're saying about, remember when you delivered me or my grandma, or you brought us through this and I have faith in you, I trust because you said you never leave nor forsake me, right? But you got to also remember Satan does the same thing. But how Satan does it is he's going to remind you of your past to keep you there, right? But you got to remember even, yeah, that that is who I was. You're right. I did drink. I did do those drugs. That ain't me no more. My savior came in and delivered me from that. I'm no longer there because he'll, he'll remind you, but you got to be able to throw. I always say this. I want to get to a place where how Jesus was being tempted and he was coming back at Satan, like <laughs> it's written. So when Satan coming to me, I want to be like, but it's already written. And I want to have that scripture. Cause that's what we're fighting with. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to have that scripture to tell him it's already written. You're already going, you already got your destination, Mm -hmm. right? And that's, again, one of the biggest things for me because in praying and in writing the the journal or the letters to God, I'm also learning the scripture because now I get to say, Mm. well, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. When did he tell me that? Let me go find that. Mm -hmm. Or all things work together for my good. How do I know that? Where did God tell me that at, mm-hmm. right? Or Jesus died for my sins. How do I know that? Mm-hmm. What scripture is it? Mm-hmm. Because now I want to know. So that's what the knowing is. I was taught it, but do I really know it? And if I know it, where is it? Who said it? Who taught me that? Yeah. And so that's how I, I don't know scripture. I might know the scripture, but I can't say, oh, you can find it in Ephesians 5 verse 11. Yeah. I just might know that scripture because God don't care that you know Ephesians 5. He I plant those on my heart. So like you said, when it is, whether it's good or bad times, I can remember those scriptures. Mm -hmm. I can remember that guy. You said you'll never leave nor forsake me, whether I'm going through something or I'm not going, you know, everything is good. Yeah. But that's that thing about praying without ceasing. Cause if you're constantly in prayer, you're constantly fighting that spiritual warfare. Um, the spirit wants what the flesh has and the flesh wants what the spirit has. So that's that tug of war. Remember I said your mind and your heart having to be on the same page. That's the spiritual warfare. It's not. Um, When I was a kid, my mom used to always say, follow your heart, follow your heart. And then I would always follow my heart and it would always lead me wrong. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then I got older and I read the scripture that said the heart is evil uh-huh. is, is the hardest wicked is deceitful yeah and so here i come as a grown woman mama you lied to me you yeah. told me to follow my heart and i've been following it all this time and it's been leading me wrong but in following my heart if god is there right and mentally i'm prepared with his word spiritually he's in me all of it connects yeah and so that spiritual warfare i'm gonna win every time yeah can't yeah. win without the scripture can't win without your prayer no, you can't. Yeah, it's those are two main key things, scripture yep. and prayer. Yep. And it'll take you. It doesn't mean that like you know. It doesn't mean that you're untouchable. You're invincible. Right. Jesus oh, no. was. Jesus himself was tempted until the <laughs> day he was crucified, and so we're we're gonna go through this. It's just yeah. the he always just tells us that the good thing is is that just know that the victory's won and that I've already yeah. defeated it. I've yep. already defeated death. I defeated the devil. It's all. In his name, yeah, it's all been done, right. you know. So don't don't worry, don't have fear, don't have all these things. And we say that, and we do go worry, and we do have yep. a little minor because it's, it's, it's natural. We worry, it, anxiety at all time. I 
I was anxious true. with the book. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. God's reminding me, what are you anxious for? Yeah. Be anxious for nothing, but at yeah. all things. And, and so you come out here and now you're an author and you can say, you. I'm an author. I like, am an author. That's crazy. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. And and it's like, I'm going to bring an author, you know, on the show. Like, that's it's legit. Like, yeah. it's cool because then he's just the things that God wants to make you and make all of us. It's just right. believing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful thing what God can do when you uh, surrender and yep. you, you give up, you know, your life to him. And yep. that's a hard. That's the key. Tough the thing to do is surrender. Yeah. But we, we're we human. We got this old flesh, and we be fighting. Like, yeah. now I don't want to do that. Now, and, and that's the whole thing. It's the lust of the flesh. It's the lust of the eye because that's why mm-hmm. I say we're going to die sinning mm-hmm. because we had a lust of the flesh. We had that lust in our eyes. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not truly out here lusting, we see we got eyes. So yeah. that song, I don't know who sang it, but it's, it's one of the songs that I, I really have on top of my playlist is um, – God, give me your eyes so I can see what you see. Yeah. It's uh, give me your eyes so I can see. Uh, <laughs> no, I like to sing on the show sometimes. Uh, it's a open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Is yeah. that it? No, that's not it. No, but I know that song. Though. That's a good song. Have y'all yeah. seen that one I like with that the little one. blind kid? I haven't, haven't seen, seen it, it, but I heard this song. Uh, I'm going to make y'all cry today. <laughs> I'm gonna, hey, I'm going to send y'all well, this video on it. YouTube. It's this little it's this kid. He's blind. His mom was like on crack, all these things, and then had him, and he's just got these deficiencies. Yeah. Right? But I don't even call it. It's beautiful what yeah. he has, right? Comes out on stage. He's blind, and he, he's singing. a blind child. Is singing, I think I saw open that. The eye, open the eyes of my heart, I Lord. I think I saw that. And it's just like, God bless, man. It just makes you feel like. And he didn't even ask for the eyes, for his eyes. He said, the heart. eyes of my heart. Yeah. And it's like, man, imagine he don't see nothing. He's just listening to what wow. people are saying. He could probably see more than what we than can. What we can. Yeah. Like, and that and that's that's boy. God getting the glory when people are like, why did you why did you allow my son to be blind or why did you allow my son to go through that? Mm-hmm. But it's so we can get the glory because now the little boy is singing open. We mm-hmm. can't even sing open a. Eyes, eyes of my, of my heart. heart, Lord. We yeah. want to see with our eyes. Yeah, see, let me see it. But yeah. he probably sees him more than we we sometimes yep. see him. And that's how he works. Yeah, it, it's it's. Oh, God's amazing, man. I love giving him his graces and and can't wait to me meet too. him. And me either. it's the just to think like he brought he thought all of this up and like it's like his grand scheme plan. Like, yep. dude, what? How? How? Amazing. Why? What's going on? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just it's. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's like it you really said, it's is. a beautiful thing. I, I don't know nothing more beautiful. And then even so, like I didn't hear people say that the Bible is like the biggest love story, hmm. but people like, how, what do you see that at? Mm-hmm. And it is because it's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Look at the love God had for us. He, I got three kids. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I ain't sacrificing not one for this world. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't that be the biggest love story? And I, I talk yeah. about that in one of the prayers too like i'm not giving my only a child let's know my only child because i love the world so much he loved us so much he gave his only begotten son so that we wouldn't perish who doing that yeah we be out here crying because our baby's in the hospital they got yeah. a little fever people lose my dad lost two daughters i don't know if you know that yes, um, yes and that ain't an easy thing and and he, his son was crucified. Like they beat him to death. There's no way I do that. So that's yeah. why I I really believe in it being the, the biggest love story because yeah. that's God is love. He loved us like that. 
Yeah, we not out here loving each other like that, uh-huh. and it, that's something that just kind of take me back to what you were saying about like this selflessness mm-hmm. and being a servant. And if you can see in the world now, it's all about self care because it's Satan's agenda. He wants to turn everything away from being a servant and being selfless to being selfish. And I just been seeing a lot of it lately. Like everybody's about, I'm for myself. I'm self this, self that. And that's not God's plan. That's not his agenda. He want us to love and serve and Satan want us to do the opposite. And I just want to touch that because you were talking about being selfless and being a servant of God. And Jesus was, a servant he was jesus he mm-hmm. is the messiah and he was a servant yeah remember he washed the feet yeah that's an example he is our great example uh-huh. to everything uh-huh. like he 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 exemplifies how we are all supposed to be together yeah i really feel like all this like like race uh uh-huh. uh like uh classes of middle poor upper all, all these things is is I feel like man, it's in a way I don't know I feel like it's it's all to be able to cling to one thing like yeah. this is what I am so and it is good to be proud of that, but at the same time it's like man can we all just be at the same time that that, that creates division it creates yep. a lot of division that we're not the same and and I'm like I love this thing that you said in here about you know that we are all actually all very much alike we'll see that we are all alike and, yeah. and we are we're all lost we're all trying to look around and, yeah. and see like man what, are we doing this right or what are we doing like it's we're all his uh we're all his children and we're just trying to climb back to the father we're yeah trying and that's and why bring i said somebody i was with us. intentionally seeking him like i haven't i'm intentionally seeking god because you can see the world going a whole different way yeah, you, you, know, you know we're in the last days because of how everything is playing out and it speaks of all of this in the bible mm-hmm. but we are all human and so they want to take away from the human race and and do the race when in god's eyes is only one race and Mm -hmm. that's the human race it's just so much of that going around that prayer is needed like we do his he has the scripture that says and if my people who are called by my name will turn away from their wicked ways Mm -hmm. and then turn to him and then he will heal the land Ain't no healing in the land because ain't nobody doing what God is asking. So that's where we start. We got to come together. We got to pray. I just, I want to feel God's will and whatever that takes. If it starts with this and then it leads to another one, God use me. Like you said, take you out of it. And that's one of my prayers. More of you, God, less of me. I don't want what Regina wants. I want what you want. And gotta get your prayers in yeah amen absolutely uh we're gonna wrap it up uh we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do a little get our invitation going on but um before i do uh where can they get this book at where can they follow you and is there any you know last remark that you'd like to give uh, to the audience before Ooh. we close up with- <laughs> um first of all again thank you for having me thank you for coming on um this is God's work, clearly, because Absolutely. of the connection. Um, and you can find the book on Amazon. You'll just search Unscripted unscripted Letters to God. I'm on Facebook at Regina Waddell, W-A-D-D-L-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and Instagram <laughs> is Nostalgia. Okay. At Nostalgia underscore period. Okay, I'll put, the, I'll put that in the description, too. Okay. I'll put your handles and... 
stuff the i'll put, also put the link in okay. of the uh the book and yeah. under the description so that they can okay. just click on it and go thank you straight and to amazon any last remarks from me would just be if you don't know god get to know him he's the best thing ever for me um he sent the son to die for us he loves us and one good way of keeping connection with him is through prayer through prayer yeah absolutely without and, a script yeah without <laughs> yeah. a script absolutely oh i highlighted something okay. and it says close out show with this so i want to see what past cedric had to say because okay sometimes you I'm like, oh, <laughs> you left me something uh it says starting you will be able to add your own letters to god as you read through mine god answers in three ways yes no and wait i wanted to develop a disciplined prayer life and sometimes it just didn't happen you will find humor stories <clears throat> you may be able to relate to or sympathize with tear jerkers down to earth conversation and homely vibes from a friend writing another friend except this is not just any average friend but the friend of all friends god hope you enjoy now let's start talking to god huh. past <laughs> cedric was pretty good man yeah. and it does all start with the prayer so we'll we'll i'll lead you with a prayer uh, if you don't know god or if you're already a Christian and you want to rededicate your faith to God, sometimes it takes that. Sometimes we get lost. We deviate from the path. We uh, Life gets in between us. Um, things come at us from all angles and sides. And like Regina was saying is that when that does happen, that is the devil trying to knock you off your life and, and, and distract you uh, and keep you in the wilderness so that you can remain there and you cannot see right around the corner is God's goodness and greatness. And I'm here to tell you that it's he, your, your greatness, your destiny is right around the corner and maybe it takes a rededication. And if you are trying to establish a relationship with God and you are unsure of how to do that, this isn't a selling tactic on a book. This isn't trying to get it out. This is truly God coming to you through the show through regina through myself through april coming through and trying to give you a tool to use that this will help you this will help you start to have that spark that that um of if if, if no one in your family has ever been with god and you don't know who to talk to you don't want to talk to anybody pick up the book do this in solitude you know have your own time with it and i'll lead you in this prayer to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And as I always say, I'm not trying to, I'm not offering you an invitation to join a religion. I'm offering you an invitation to have a true relationship with Jesus Christ. And that comes through communion, that comes through journaling, that comes through writing and praying, and to understand who Jesus Christ is. And he will reveal himself to you. So just uh, close your eyes and uh, repeat this after me. <clears throat> uh, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins, come into my heart, and I'll make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And if you said that prayer, you've, you're now saved. Um, anything that you've done in your past, anything you've done in your past is now in the, in the devil's you know, computer where he's up there <laughs> in the courts and of heaven, and he's like, such and such has been doing this, this, and this, and this, and this, punish him. And God is on that, you know, he's at the at the court and he is saying, and Jesus is there advocating for you saying, he just accepted me, it's done, it's deleted. And now God just sees 
his son. He sees the blood that he shed on the cross uh, for your sins. And congratulations, and the angels in heaven are are rejoicing, and they're, they're praised, and I'm praising for you. And as always, uh, reach out to me on Instagram at C-E-D-X-S-A-I-D. I have a gift for you. also want to personally congratulate you on your new journey and your new beginning. And uh, we'll close up with some prayer, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. So you want to close, or you want me to I close? I can close. Okay, go ahead. Father God, we thank you right now for this coming together and just um, discussing unscripted letters to God. We pray and ask that anything that was said out of context that we ask that you charge it to our minds and not our hearts. Our whole purpose, O Heavenly Father, was to um, put your word out there, teach people about prayer and whatever your will is. We ask that you let your will be done. Father God, we thank you for said at said said, and we thank you for Regina Waddell, a new author, and thank you for this um, fellowship in your son Jesus' name. We pray and ask, Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. And as always, love yourself so that you can go love someone else. Thank y'all for watching. Right. Amen. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. That was, that was awesome. cool. I love it. <laughs> cool.